Give me regular reports, please. Right. Do you know what's going on? Maybe it's another drill. You seen that new BT-16? Yeah, some of the other guys were telling me about it. They say it's, it's quite famous. What was that? That's nothing. Outcasting. Don't worry about it. brought their fucking toys with them! Who are these guys? You're fucked. They're too dumb to play with themselves. They're too dumb to play with themselves. Hi kids, it's your old pal Scott Gardner here. I'm back for my little trip. As those of you that frequent the forums know, or you know what, if you don't frequent the forums, shame on you. Anyway, as those of you that frequent the forums know, we had a death in our family last week. My grandma Gardner passed away on the 3rd of February. She was 79 years old. So anyway, last Wednesday I found myself tagging along with my dad and little sister flying to upstate New York for the funeral. And we flew into Rochester Wednesday evening. And I was actually able to meet up with Chris, my co-host and have dinner at the Arby's just down the street from where he lives in Rochester. Now, this was the first time that Chris and I had actually been face-to-face with each other in what we figure is about 18 years. And I gotta tell you, it was so surreal. I mean, you know, since starting this show, we talk to each other now every few days for hours at a time. So, you know, here we are suddenly, we're face-to-face, and we got nothing to talk about. You know, nothing new to talk about. We, we could talk about the show and stuff like that, you know, but your standard, you know, haven't seen a, you know, your best friend or a good friend in so many years, you know, it's, it's usually, you know, so how's the family, you know, how's your folks, blah, 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 none of that. You know, we were, we're all caught up, you know, so it was pretty bizarre. Cool, but pretty bizarre. So anyway, it, it was great to see Chris, and uh, you know, I'm I'm thrilled that I got to see him. I wish it had been under better circumstances, but it was so good to see him. The funeral went very well. It was a nice service, and I got to see most of my very very large gardener side of the family. Uh, Chris can attest to just the enormity of the gardener side of my family. I've got just so many uncles and aunts and cousins and. It's just crazy. We, I mean, it's it's enormous. We had to actually somebody rented a local fire hall for everybody to get together, you know, after the funeral because there's just so many of us that that no one's home could hold all the people that that showed up. Um, so anyway, it was really nice to see all of them. I even got to see a couple of relatives from my mom's side of the family, um, including uh, my sister Holly and I traveled to Carthage to see my other grandmother, my mom's mom. Um, She's my only remaining grandparent now, and it was really nice to see her, you know, really nice to get a good long visit. You know, we went to a lunch and everything, and and it was really nice. It meant a lot to me, and it was just great to see all my family, you know. Uh, Everyone was so nice and 
very accommodating. You know, they put us up and fed us most of the time when we were there and everything, and, and that was just really great. You know, I hadn't seen most of these people in so long. I, I really wish that real life would allow us all to get the whole clan together under more pleasant circumstances just once. This was the first time I'd been back to upstate New York in 10 years, almost 10 years to the day uh, since my grandpa Gardner died uh, back in 99, and only my third time ever visiting since I put New York in the rearview mirror back in late 1993. And I expect this will be my last trip up there for many, many years, if I ever even go back again. And I don't mean that to sound harsh. I mean, don't get me wrong, I love my family. I miss my family. But I had forgotten some things about North Country living that I didn't think I'd ever forget. For one thing, there's just no kind way to say it. It's fucking cold. I mean, damn cold. I mean, it's the kind of like, it's like Settle in your bones, you can't feel your toes and fingers, it takes your breath away. If I scratch my ear, it's just going to break off cold. I mean, bitter, bitter cold. We went into Watertown one day, and, you know, not too far from where I live here in Georgia, there's a town called Noonan, and we go there every once in a while. My wife goes to this store called Cole's. Well, in front of Kohl's is this little tiny strip mall thing, and they've got a GameStop there. So while she goes there, a lot of times I'll walk across the parking lot, and I'll go check out GameStop while she's in there shopping. So we drive into Watertown, and my sister and cousin were going to uh, the local Target. And I'll post pictures of this trip to Target. you got to see some of them. Anyway, they go into Target, or they're going to Target, and in front of Target... Across the parking lot is a little tiny strip mall, and there's a GameStop in there. So just out of habit, I'm like, well, let me out here. I'm going to go into GameStop. So I run into GameStop. They drive over to Target. So when I'm done at GameStop, I walk across the parking lot to Target. And by the time I got to the door at Target, I mean, I thought I was going to lose my ears. I, you know, I wasn't wearing a, a hat or anything. Well, I had my, I have a fedora. I was wearing my fedora, but I wasn't wearing what they call in the north. They call it a toque. In the south, they call it like a sock hat. But you know, it's like a like a wool, woolen cap. I wasn't wearing anything like that. I didn't have like earmuffs or anything on. I just didn't think about it. You know, I'm just used to just strolling across the parking lot, and I I thought I was just gonna die. I, it was so friggin' cold. So it's stuff like that. I just, I can't believe I ever forgot it, but I did. I just, I, I'd totally forgotten that the weather gets that way. And, and it's just that, you know, I mean, if you're listening to me and you live in one of the regions of the United States or, or even anywhere else that gets that bitter, biting, evil cold, you know, and you get buried under umpteen feet of snow for months at a time during the winter months, you know, God bless you. I mean, I couldn't do it. I put up with that shit all my life, and I I just couldn't hack it anymore. I mean, there were other other reasons why I left New York, but uh, primarily it was that. I mean, sure, it, it's it's pretty and all, particularly at Christmas time. I'm never going to get used to the green Christmases we have down here in, in Georgia. I'll never ever get used to it. It's so bizarre to me. But I just I couldn't deal with that shit anymore. You know, it's where where I lived in upstate New York. It was literally winter, like eight months of the year. 
You guys that live in that shit day in and day out, you have my respect and my sympathy, okay? Because I, I, I could not hack it. I will just admit, I, you're, you're better men than I am. You're better people than me because I, I couldn't deal with it. And not only had I forgotten how cold it is, I forgot that they roll up the friggin' streets at 6 o'clock. I mean, literally, shit. Unless you have dinner at your house or something to eat or whatever, you better grab something while you're out before 6 p.m. because otherwise you're going to starve till the next day. And this happened to us at least two nights where we're driving around and it was after 6 o'clock and could not find a thing open to grab something to eat. Our local Taco Bell here in, in Carrollton, Georgia, has one of those we're open late signs, you know, po- posted on their marquee, and it has the hours, and most nights they're open till 1 a.m., and then on the weekends, you know, like Friday, Saturday night, they're open till 2 a.m. Well, the one in Watertown had the same thing, it said we're open late, <laughs> and the hour was 7 p.m. I was just like, you, you've got to be kidding me. And then there's the desolation that comes with with winter, with with that much snow and being upstate New York, there's just vast distances where there's nothing to look at, you know, maybe farmhouses or silos or fields. And it's it's what I remember the astronauts on the early Apollo missions calling, you know, they they dubbed the surface of the moon something like beautiful desolation or magnificent desolation or something to that effect it is beautiful but it's just stark virgin white as far as the eye can see and it's pretty for a day or two and then it just wears on you you know combined with the bitter cold that that's really deceptive it's really a a deadly beauty is what it is it just, it got to me. It got to me really fast. And the other thing that got to me was how sad and small everything looked. You know, Watertown and the surrounding towns that I'd spent my youth in, you know, Carthage and Black River, they just seemed so tired and old to me. You know, I, I expected something, I don't know what, just a, a little progress maybe in 15 years away, you know? But remarkably little had changed, and or at least changed for the good. Most of what changed was everything just got older and sadder. You know, all the businesses are gone. Old magnificent buildings that used to have like the Woolworth store or you know whatever. You know, it's just some magnificent old. You know, they're they're either empty or falling down or torn down or now there's some stupid you know, t-shirt shop or something goofy, you know, they're, they're not what they were. And that was really tough. You know, I, I know I wasn't there for a holiday, don't get me wrong, and, and that, you know, a funeral should, to my mind, encompass a certain degree of, of sadness and melancholy and reflection. But, damn, I mean, damn, I just came back really depressed. I mean, really sad, not just for my grandma and the loss in my life, but just everything about being up there and just the way it was really the classic, you just can't go home again. And I mean, seriously, wickedly depressed. But the thing that helped me, I mean, and it helped tremendously, I, I, I can't understate this, was the sheer outpouring of, of condolences and, and well wishes and everything 
from our, our friends and, and what I consider to be our family, really, in, in the freak community. You know, on the forums, through Skype and uh, PMs and emails and just everything. I mean, thank you guys so much. It, it means a lot to me to know that you guys care and just that you're there, you know? Your, your support really sustained me through a tough, tough time in my life. You know, my, my grandma meant the world to me. She was... I was going to say she was the sweetest woman. You know, that's the funny thing. She wasn't always the sweetest woman. A lot of my evil temper and a lot of my shortness and a lot of my judgmental attitudes about people and and different things actually comes from her so she just i'll just put it at she meant a lot to me you know and and she was great she was a wonderful grandmother and i'm saddened by the loss tremendously saddened by the loss but switching gears uh, I want to lighten things up a little bit, and on a much more positive and upbeat note, you guys may recall a few shows back when I had quite the rant about comic shops and how I, I think they generally suck, and I just kind of went on and on about, you know, comic shops. Comic shops are, are kind of a dying breed, and and I just, I've been to a million of them, and I gotta say, I, I at the time I, I made my little rant, I, I honestly believed, and I still believe, that the significant portion of them are just not places that are particularly friendly or places that particularly uh, entice people to come in and, and just shop. They're they're very niche and they're very off-putting to Joe consumer. You know, kind of like. Uh, you know, like Hot Topic at the mall or something like that. You know, they're very niche and they're very, they can be very intimidating to people that aren't into whatever the thing is. But I got to thinking that on the flip side, whenever I do come across one that I think is exceptional and is worth noting, I'm going to give them just the best shout outs I can because I think they're so rare. Well, while I was um, visiting in upstate New York, I came across just such a shop. This place was called... I found him in the comic shop locator service, and frankly, I was just thrilled to find out that Watertown still has a comic shop. I mean, I don't have one here, you know? And I'm much bigger here where I am than Watertown, New York, so to find out they had one, and a kick-ass one, and I don't, I was like, wow, you know, that's awesome. So anyway, the name of this place is Sanctuary Comics... They're located at 750 Bradley Street, Watertown, New York. Um, stop by. I mean, if you're ever in that area, I believe the proprietor's name was Herb, if I remember right. Really nice guy, very friendly. I talked his ear off, and once he got past the initial, who the hell is this guy and why is he talking my ear off, you know, he was very friendly, very helpful. I picked up some nice books, you know, in this place. Great looking shop. It's a little bit claustrophobic just because he's got so much stuff and and kind of a small space to keep it all in. But if you can get past that, I mean, he's got a ton of beautiful books, a lot of really nice Silver Age stuff, all kinds of back issues. I didn't get to spend as much time there as I would have liked because, you know, again, that's not what I was there for. I was running pretty low on cash, but a really nice shop, very nicely maintained. He had a lot of figures, books, a lot of gaming stuff, lots of comics. You know, the prices were very well. 
and his service was just great. You know, he was very friendly, you know, very helpful with anything I asked about and, and just, you know, generally willing to make conversation, which that in itself is worth noting in a comic shop. A lot of times you just get attitude or you get ignored. So I, I promised him I would give him a shout out. And so here's your shout out, um, Herb. I'm, I'm hoping I remembered your name right. I meant to write it down. And, and if that's not your name, I apologize. Anyway, also, he, he does have a website. It's uh, www.sanctuarycomics, all one word, dot com. Uh, he also has a phone number, 315-779-X-MEN. I just wanted to give him a shout-out because, like I say, I think that exceptional comic shops are extremely rare, and his was an exceptional shop, and I really enjoyed stopping by there. So if you're ever in the area, stop by and support him and tell him that two true freaks sent you. Also, a couple other quick, quick things. I'm so proud of my oldest boy. I picked up a book the other day. It's one of those Marvel prose books. It was uh, Spider-Man and the X-Men Times Arrow, I think is the name of it. It was the first book of the series. Anyway, one of the authors on it was Tom DeFalco. And I have been struggling to get this child to read. You know, he's an exceptional reader. You know, he's in the gifted program and all that. But kids these days, at least my kid, well, my oldest boy, they just don't want to read. You know, they want to watch TV or play video games or whatever. They're not, he's not particularly interested in sitting down and reading something. So whenever I find something he actually shows an interest in, I really try to, to keep at it. So I showed him this book and was like, you know, is this anything you'd be interested in? And he kind of had the typical, I don't think so face. And then he, he saw the author. He's like, hey, Tom DeFalco. I know that name. He goes, he wrote a bunch of those ultimate guides. Oh, I'm telling you, I was so proud. Such a proud papa. I, I'm, I'm raising such a such a, a, a good little geek. I was happy. Also, in movie news, or sort of theme park slash movie news, whatever, it came to my attention yesterday that the, the Back to the Future movies have been re-released on DVD. Apparently, because the Back to the Future ride at Universal recently went extinct you know they closed it down and back to the future the ride became the simpsons ride apparently they've gone ahead and put back to the future the ride the movie and all of the cue material you know all of the lead up to where you actually go into the ride which was a nice little so if you've never seen it it was really cool it was a story where biff captured the delorean and went back in time and you know, Doc was recruiting you, you know, to go back and, and stop him from, you know, altering the timeline and all that. It was a cool story. The The movie itself, when you got into the actual ride, was awesome. Apparently, this is all on the, the two-disc set for the first Back to the Future film, and I plan to get it and check it out, and when I do, I'll report back on it. But I just thought I'd let you guys know as both a huge Back to the Future fan and a huge theme park fan, particularly uh, Walt Disney World and Universal Studios. Whenever some news of note like that comes across that kind of crosses into geek land, uh, I'll let you guys know about it. I wanted to, again, give a little shout-out to the trading section of the comicforums.com. If you go, if you just type in the comicforums.com, all one word, there is a section, if you scroll most of the way down, it's about uh, nine-tenths of the way down the page, there's a section called Buying, Selling, Trading. 
And Alexander B. on the forum has started this forum that uh, simply is called Trading Comics. Go and check it out. Participate. I've had a number of excellent trades with people on there now. Basically, all you do is you post up the just the extra stuff you've got around. You know, extra comics or you know undesirables or doubles or whatever you've got that you're offering up for trade. And other people will make offers. You can make other, you know, you can make offers on what other people have posted up. I've seen some people even post up, you know, here's what I'm looking to trade for. So it's just a site where basically it's a, it's a comic swap meet. And I think it's a great idea. It's a lot of fun. The only cost to you is the cost of shipping the stuff to the other person. And I mean, you know, I've, I've spent a couple of bucks and I've gotten some great comics in exchange for comics that have simply been sitting here collecting dust for years. So I think it's fantastic. I'm going to keep talking it up. I really want to see people participate. I think it's a great idea. So please check that out on the forum. Also, we had our first trivia night about two weekends ago. And it was a lot of fun. It was just, uh, you, you probably saw messages about it on the forum if you if you go to the forum often enough. Um, we just simply called it Geek Trivia Night. Just got a bunch of us together on Skype and had a lot of fun doing it. What we need, though, is in the future, we need at least one other participant, hopefully more than one, but at least one other participant besides myself to bring a geek-oriented trivia game to the table. Uh, you know, it can be Star Wars trivia, Marvel Comics, there's a Marvel Comics scene it, just anything like that that's, that's geek trivia related. There, there's the old Silver Wolf comic book trivia comic series from back in the 80s. That would be excellent. And just, I know that there's like the Jedi Master's quiz book, there was a Starlog trivia book years ago. Anything like that that you can bring to the table just to, to keep it going because we need we need at least two people to ask questions just so that everybody gets to play. Um, but it was a big success. Everybody liked it. Everybody keeps PMing me. When are we going to get together again? I definitely want to do it to get uh, do it again. It's just a matter of getting people together. So uh, keep up with the thread on that. Post to the thread if you're interested, uh, particularly if you have a game to to bring to the table on that. Um, that that is played via Skype, which Skype is a free download that enables you to you know literally speak with other folks via the internet. You can hunt me up on Skype. My ID on Skype is newfun6. That's N-E-W-F-U-N and the number six. We have a phone number now for the show where you can call and leave us a message, and that is. I don't know what the actual numbers for this are. Chris set this up, and he wanted something that was easy to remember. It's 585-COP-L-U-R-E. That's 585-COP-LURE. And I know that there's numbers to this, but at the moment I'm not in front of a phone, so I don't know what the numbers actually are. But it's 585-COP-LURE is our new number where you can call and leave us messages and we will play awesome ones and even not so awesome ones on the show we just think that's cool and we want to play your messages so call and leave us wacky weird pornographic messages anytime that you feel like it so that's it for this time just a little news update let you know what's uh, happening with us and hope i didn't ramble on too long for you we'll talk to you soon
Visit our website at twotruefreaks.libsyn.com where you can download all of our episodes and find our forum to openly and freely discuss topics from this and all other episodes with us and your fellow listeners. twotruefreaks.libsyn.com is spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S dot Libsyn, which is L-I-B-S-Y-N dot com. You can email us directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the Two True Freaks podcast. Two True Freaks has been brought to you today by Damanzo Corps of Milan, Italy, and by the letters F and U. This episode is dedicated to the memory of Edith W. Gardner, my grandmother.